I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Superman 2. The adventure continues. There is something evil in the skies headed for Metropolis. Three outlaws from the planet Krypton with the same powers as Superman. When will these dummies learn to use a doorknob? Superman, where are you? Now, the adventure continues at the Eiffel Tower. And on the moon. And the romance continues. This is the spectacular challenge. Superman! General, would you care to step outside? to a climactic super battle in the skies over Metropolis. If you've only seen the first part, you haven't seen the best part. Superman 2. The adventure continues this June. Hello and welcome to another sort of Superman side special this week we'll be seeing how Superman copes with the worst three-way in the universe and seeing just what he'll do to get his fingers and tops. Yes, it's Superman 2. And joining me to jump in a hot air balloon and head due north is Johnny Candon. Hooray, hello. Hello. Well, good how to have you. you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. I was just going to say good to have you back to talk about another Superman film. I, I'm very honoured. and I, I, it's, um, I was going to say, uh, have you done three and four, Superman 3 and 4? Well, we did four, yes. Okay. And I See? did three with Paul Litchfield, yes. Oh, well, I find, you know, no better man, no better man. Mm. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, four. That's good that I don't remember the podcast before because. And I we did remember. Supergirl as well. We did do Supergirl. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember that. But no, thank you for having me. I like being, well, I, I, I like being the most super of everybody then. In the, in, as yes. Yeah, I've done one. I've done th- You've done three, three technically, yeah. Yeah. So mm. that's that's good. Well, thank you for having me back. And Superman two, it's um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was I surprised myself with it because I thought when you said you wanted to do Superman two, I was uh, very much bite your hand off mm. because um, I um, 
I love Superman 2. I still love Superman 2, but I have comments. So Yeah. yeah. yeah for, for me, this was my favourite as a kid, but as I've grown mm. up, one's now my favourite by a million miles. Absolutely. And yeah. two feels like a scarecrow in that it's made up, or snowman even, made up of little higgledy-biggledy bits that don't fit because you've got two directors yeah um, and it's i mean sort of the fun of it is because obviously when i watched i watched it this morning mm. uh because i had seen it recently i'd sort of seen um the um we were talking before i came on about a friend of mine got in touch he just bought the donner cut of superman 2 mm. and said oh do you like that have you seen that i was like yeah i love it and he went oh okay it's interesting and i went off and watched the only the first maybe half an hour 40 minutes of the donner cut again mm. I don't like it. No, I don't like it at all. And I think what happened with that is I think the myth grew so big that mm. everybody thought it can't be anything but great. And obviously because Superman 1 is fantastic, uh, Donner's Superman 2 would have been a masterpiece. I mean, the disclaimer being he didn't get to finish it. So I think if he had, it probably would have been much, much better than someone editing together rough footage and In the bad CG. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I wonder because, and we obviously we're going to talk about the Richard Lester cut of mm. Superman too. But yes. um, in in the one in the Donner cut that I watched, Superman doesn't turn up for a long, long time. It's about mm. half an hour into the movie, and um, I wonder would that have been the case if Donner had properly, properly directed? I'd it? imagine not. No, you'd think so. Mm. I mean, I just think they didn't have the coverage, as they say, to sort of put him in to that one. But um, yeah, but anyway. I uh, I watched the Donner cut as much as I could take, and um, it's it's not even flawed. It's just not very good. No, you know what I mean. So um, whereas I I'm like you with Superman two, it was for years and years and years my favorite. I just thought, and I absolutely Superman the movie is my favorite mm. in that it's not just a good Superman film. It's good cinema. Mm. It's it's good everything. It's just, it's like the amount of work they put into, and I know we've covered all this on Superman, so I won't bang on to that, but mm. just the amount of work they put into making it look like he could fly. Yeah. And now you look back at it and you go, oh, that looks a bit dated. But at the time, mm. they were inventing stuff to make, that has been used since. So, yeah. um, so F off. All, all Star Wars legacy, isn't it? All the, um, the same sort of technology they used to make the spaceships look real in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's all that. And... Um, it carries on to this very... Obviously, they built and changed it and everything, but we, we thought Superman was flying. Well, and... well, Johnny, these days it's all in a computer, isn't it? It's all a computer. Like Superman well, 3 in many ways. I'll say... <laughs> I will say... There's... there's, You know, in, I feel like I've, I've probably just talked about Man of Steel to anyone who listened, but it's like, you know when um, in Man of Steel he first comes out in his costume mm. and it's all like oh, dry ice and stuff and he's walking out... It's, and he puts his fist on it. He kneels down. He puts his fist on the ground, and the ground starts to shake because he's so powerful and powerful and everything. And he's going to take off. Hmm. I just thought, I don't want that Superman. I no. want, I want Christopher Reeves gliding in gracefully and looking fantastic. You this know? is what I was thinking watching this today: is that every time Superman flies, you get that lovely <sighs> noise. Mm. And yeah. In Man of Steel, he just literally at one point is a bit where he's talking to a soldier at the end, and he just starts levitating, and then flies off without any noise. And I was like, well, yeah. where's the excitement in that? Give us a swoosh. Give me a yeah, swoosh, mate. Give me a swoosh. Like, yeah. And all this it's, sonic it's... boom they put in now. Fuck off. Does my head in. I know. I know. It's like, I've got a cock like a mallet. It's like, all right, Superman. Just fucking calm it down. You know, so it's, um, 
that was me being him. That's that I just to say that about myself. Um, but it's, it's a yeah, weird so time I, to make an announcement. Otherwise, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's half past nine every day. <laughs> As we said, people need to know. Um, but it's um, it's one uh, of those so, Swiss yeah. clocks. <laughs> exactly. It's just some very, it's just a mental tick. <laughs> Where's, where's, where's Johnny? He's gone into his room to make his announcement. Okay. But, um, He'll be out on a rail holding an axe in a minute. <laughs> yes, just weeping from weeping blood from one eye. But um, it's uh, hmm. but he, that that kind of Superman, I think, is um, it's unnecessary because yeah. um, there was a Superman comic uh, a while ago. I think Mark Miller wrote it, um, and Superman in it is quite skinny. He's quite. Um, he just looks like a bloke. He's, you know, he's he's not. He's not. Doesn't look like he's been, been down to gym all day. Hmm. And I think that's quite interesting because Superman uh, doesn't need to be. Ma- Superman's really fucking strong. Yeah. Because he's really fucking strong. You know what I mean? It, it's it, he could even if he does does look like Stephen Merchant. Well, exactly. Uh, well, he's really strong because of the uh, the Earth Sun. Yes, he gets yellow sun energy, and it, yeah. it gives him his powers. And um, it- so. It doesn't make it's him Superman. super hench. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's because it basically, I always thought of Superman. The rules of it were that um, it gives him infinite sort of the things that we can do, hmm. uh, but even that doesn't work out because we can't laser things with our eyes. Hmm. Um, you know, but maybe if, you, if it was elevated by the Earth's sun, maybe I don't know. We could. We can't fly. But so what I'm saying is, if they ever did make a Superman movie where it is Steve Merchant, and now I want them to because mm. I've said it out there, yeah. he could just tear a tank in half. You know what I mean? He yeah. could just throw, throw a, a car into space and not have to go to the gym because that's Superman. So with these Henry Cavill, and nothing against that man, you know, but I mean, mm. there's no need. You know, they on the on the extras on the DVDs goes, "This is what I did for eight months mm. to get into shape." Ah, oh, do you know what? That's just your job, mate. Fuck off. And, <laughs> and also, and also, you you can't warm to. I mean, I I like him as an actor. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't, but I do. But I never. I'm not a huge Superman fan, so I ate up Man of Steel when it came out. But I, I never warmed to the Superman character in that film because they they had him and Clark Kent as the same person, basically. Yeah, really... and it, it's um, yeah, he, he kind of, and he's not. If you met him down the pub, if it was somebody's friend who came along for a drink hmm. and you got sat next to him, and then he had to nip off, go home, whatever, and they go, "What do you think of uh, What do you think of Clark?" You'd be like, "Yeah, he's alright." Hmm. You know what I mean? You wouldn't hmm. be going, "Oh God, I need to spend I need to spend hours with him." Hmm. Whereas um, Christopher Reeve's Superman, um, I don't know if I'd want to spend much. I would spend much time with his Clark Kent because I think he's a bit of a doofus. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a nice guy, and um, uh, just you know, he's he's got a charm and. Uh, uh, He's got a little bit of a warmth to him that everybody likes. And I think, I mean, I was talking to somebody that's about this the other day. I said, Christopher Reeve, God help him. Because after he did Superman, he was pretty fucked. Yeah. In, uh, his um, choices. I mean, the ones that's Oh, Somewhere in Time. I love that film. Yeah, I, I, read his, I read his book not long ago. And he basically said that a lot of that was through choice because a lot of the parts he was being offered were very similar. Yeah, yeah. And so he wanted to like, do different things. Yeah, and Summer in Time is a really nice film. Oh, I like that. Death um, Trap. Uh, Death Trap's great. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, but then things like the remake of Village of the Damned, you go, oh, yeah, God. That, that was later on, I suppose. That was, that was... Yeah. yeah, him and John Carpenter were on their uppers at that point, weren't they? And was Kirstie Alley in that? I think so. Mm. So it's like, um, 
yeah, and that wasn't long before he had his accident. So you just sort of think the poor man. So I think, but he was born to play Superman. Yes. Unfortunately for him. Yeah. Um, he was, I mean, you just look at, like talking about uh, behind the scenes stuff and everything like that. When you see Henry, I, I know it just to say, you know, when people are going, this is how I got in shape for the role. Mm. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll assume he had lots of chicken and did loads of weight. It's like him going, this is how I knew what to say and just holds up the script. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well done. <laughs> it's, like, it's just part of what you do. Fuck off. But um, with, 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 when you see Christopher Reeve back, not backstage, um, behind the scenes, mm. and he's talking to the director or he's like signing an autograph for a kid or whatever like that, and he's smiling and everything, he's fucking Superman. Mm. He just is. He's not even performing there, but he just is Superman. Yeah. And I love Love no, absolutely, right. amazing. So, yeah, but um, but yes. So Superman two. That's mm. what we're going to do. So, mm. um, so yeah, when did you last watch it? Did you watch it for this, or have you? Yeah, I watched it this morning. Okay, me too. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the, the beginning mm. still annoys me. Well, is the beginning? See, when when it started this morning, I'll be honest with you, because mm. um, listeners, I texted John yesterday or the day before when we were doing the set, setting this up and I said which one are we going to watch the, uh, the Donner or the Lester it was Lester I was like yeah absolutely hmm. because and we thought there's two there's two versions that's it but there's there's quite a few there's an international version that was shown on TVs internationally like three hours long and stuff like that I've never seen it but I plan to no I've never seen so, that yeah so I was kind of going I, I knew they'd done it with Superman 1 yeah I've got that yeah I've got that and hmm. it's um I prefer the theatrical version. Yeah, it's fucking it's, baggy as it's, shit. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. It was lovely, and mm. like it's lovely to see more. Yeah, but it doesn't make it a better film. Um, but the um, but the beginning of this was this the beginning for you? It's that it's a kind of a, a stormtrooper. Yeah, looking it's a stormtrooper guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, on Krypton, mm. <laughs> and he's a bad guy. He's a bad guard because he's in a big room with loads of space around him, and yet none, who's about six foot seven, manages to walk up behind him and just snap his neck. I just think that's really weird that you, from a production design point of view, yeah, the, the guards on Krypton look like stormtroopers because they're they supposed do. to be good guys, aren't they? You'd imagine it should be some sort of priest kind of looking guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody in kind of white robes, hmm. quite serene. Because I don't know what it is. They should be Trevor it's... Howard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Just all benign and sort of just. I'm, I'm just standing here guarding this red tube. Trevor thing. Howard reading a note. And looking sad and going, oh my god, I've got cancer. Yeah, and then non-snapping his neck. No, Trevor Howard reading a note saying, "Oh, thank God, my cancer's, oh, cancer's cured." Up. Yeah, and then he snaps his neck. Space cancer, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Well done. We, we to come into the hospital tomorrow. We found the cure for your cancer. It's in your neck. Right? Oh, good. Well, I, better, I hope nothing happens. Well, I'm glad I've kept my neck in good shape. And then this fucking goon turns up and just snaps it. So. But the thing, the thing is, what I liked about it was, um, and when they when he snaps that thing's neck, because um, it's a, just a, it just looks like Boba Fett or somebody. Um, yeah, it's terrible. So, yeah, you know, and um, they, there's there's a really fun game you can play when you're watching sort of seventies and eighties British or American films made in Britain hmm. um, during the time, where you will not go, you won't go ten minutes without seeing a rifle from Doctor Who hmm. or a you know, there's websites about this where there's yeah. like the floor from a Star Wars thing was a ceiling in Blake Seven. Well, one of the yeah, bounty hunters in Empire is wearing a costume that was in Doctor Who, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, one of them's got a sort of a camera where Doctor Who is from. But it's um, 
Uh, yeah, it's the lizard guy, Bosk. Bosk is the one wearing it, and I mm. think it's from the mutants, possibly. I don't know, mm. but it's um, but the kills that guy, mm. and he, but he goes down going, oh, ribbity, ribbity, ribbity. So you, <laughs> it's it's implied that it's a robot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so it's like in Battle of the Planets when mm. um, it was bought. Gatchaman was bought in, in Japan and brought over here, and all the people all the people killed in Gatchaman were getting killed. Right, they were properly dying, mm. and then when they when they brought it over to and we added it into the Battle of the Planets for um, American Telly, you see all these guys getting blown up and things. And Seven Zark Seven would come on and goes, "Thank God those robots were killed." You know, just as <laughs> in, you know, so it didn't yeah. people. But in that case, I, it's just the, the person non-kill should have been Biddy Biddy from Buck Rogers. That'd have been even better. I'd have watched that all day. Oh but yeah, imagine that <laughs> just coming up behind a little two-foot guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the little killing. monkey dog from um, Battlestar Galactica should have killed him as well. Yeah, stamped on him. Stamped on and, him. And canine just punted him at the window. <laughs> just, you know. He's just clearing the fucking decks of all the annoying things from sci fi. <laughs> exactly. All the cutesy bastards that were brought in to sell toys. It's just like smashing them up. Imagine, but, um, imagine though, him beating the monkey dog from Battlestar Galactica with Biddy Biddy and yeah. Mel Blanc's voice sort of going, oh no. Oh, I'm not enjoying this. Molly's being killed. I'd, that would be that would be the best opening. It's better than this mm. opening. Oh yeah, you know it's a, mm. this opening. By the way, I'm firmly firmly on the side of the three baddies because yeah, what happens here is he he sneaks in and breaks a robot. Right, yeah. annoying for whoever has to repair it, but mm. not the biggest crime. Um, then. General Zod walks in. There's loads of crystals everywhere, and they're all green and white, except for this red one. Yeah. He picks this up, breaks it. And they all look really happy, even though we don't know what he's doing. I think he was his hard drive. Yeah, it's like, it's like just, that'd be great if he just snapped it and went, what, kids? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Nons just going, I met you when I was a kid. He goes, yeah, and you don't speak. Do you think Nons short for nonce? Of course it's short for nonce. Yeah. Zod is short for Zons. And I don't, no, well, well I thought Nons' just... surname would be Bread. <laughs> Zod's surname would be and chips. Yeah, yeah, and, and Ursa. Ursa Major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of an Ars thing, but um, oh, yeah. it's only for Sarah Douglas. Uh, I mean, um, she was she featured, of course, in my formative years. She's I mean, a very beautiful um, lady. She's an extremely beautiful lady, mm. and um, it's that cheeky kind of Cerebellum haircut and the yes. pale everything about her. My God, and um, so they break that thing. So far, so who gives a fuck? And, yep. um, and then suddenly, all the all the CSO behind them disappear. Mm. You're, yeah. you're watching them standing in front of this fucking blue screen. Basically. Yes, yeah. That all vanishes. And um, all the heads from Superman 1, except not all of them, because I thought William Russell from Doctor Who was going to be in it, because he was he was one of the floating heads in mm. Superman 1. Mm. And it, he's not there, it's just some lads. And they all go, You've, they said, they, they, they read the crimes out, and the cri- I can't even remember what it was from this morning, but it was things like, Ursa, you're a bit of a bitch. Mm. And Nan, you're sick. Yeah. And then um, and then they said, General Zod, oh, you don't like being told what to do. Yeah. And so you're going to go, well, I'm a bit of a bitch sometimes. Yeah, I can't be sick, and I don't like being told what to do. So I identified with these people, and then they put them into the Phantom Zone, which, as a child, did that not scare the shit out of oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, they're all squished together in this tiny little thing. Now, I think that's what they are, isn't it? Like mm. in, in the comics, the Phantom Zone means 
they're slightly phased out of reality, so they can't be seen or interact with anyone else. They're essentially ghosts. Yes. Um, but alive. Um, and they just still live on Krypton or wherever they live. But I mean, but they can't eat, do anything. It's all horrible. Hmm. Um, and this is like this fucking spinning mirror. This, um, that, yeah, that used to give me chills I, and hmm. screaming and all of that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I but fucking I do... hate that they were cheap and didn't get Brando back. I fucking hate it because they'd already shot some Brando stuff, as we know. Did they shoot stuff? With Not with the trial. Well, they'd already done it in part one. They could have just reused that footage. But they would have had to pay him. Exactly. That's, that's the crime, isn't it? They didn't do it. I mean, was it was it a victim of uh, Superman the movie uh, went ballistic at the box office? Mm. And they went, look, the fuck, we're printing money here. Mm. And then they went, if we could skim on the second one, we yeah. could have even more money. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Stupid. Um, yeah. yeah, well, so... Yeah, because you do miss him, and I don't even know, and I was reading about production stuff today, but I think maybe those floating heads in the background going, girl to, mm. are just the same people saying girl to from Superman the movie. You know what I mean? I don't mm. think they got men or guys in to do that. So no. it's it's them in a fucking room at Elstree with a blue screen, mm. and they get zapped off into space. So that opening sequence of Superman 2, the sequel to one of the biggest movies ever, mm. probably cost them fucking nine and six. So yeah. Just you know, went in on the Sunday well, afternoon. Well, talking of which, I mean, you remember one of the best things about, well, not one of the best things, but one of the most impressive things at the beginning of Superman the movie is the opening titles. Yeah. And here you've just got this white lettering with little phases coming off of it. Again, they've gone cheap. Yes. Yeah. I hate it. Although at the time I liked, I liked the fact that they kind of, Dispersed it with clips from the beginning. Oh, the first listen, was... five minutes and thirty seconds. This credits, yeah, shows you the yes. whole first film. Well, because I I fast forwarded through it because mm. I thought I've seen it. <laughs> it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I know we're going to be, and um, and yeah, when, and it, when I stopped, exactly that when it, it, the, the on screen display was kind of going, yeah, you're five and a half minutes into this, and I was like, all that's happened is those three lads have been zapped into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, which and, we saw in the first you know, film. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if you're going to have a pre-titles thing to let people know where the where we're starting from, that's your obvious choice, isn't it? You go, yeah. these are the baddies. Do, do you remember these guys? And you go, oh yeah, I remember them. Um, but it's it takes a while. I mean, the, the, it's 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 not very exciting. What I would have done, oh god, I don't know. Maybe I would have started with the, with the Paris stuff. Yeah, I would have done. I mean, you don't need any of this. I mean, they're, they're assuming no one's seen the first film. But box yeah. office records would tell you that's not true. <laughs> yeah, would sort of throw that back in your face. Yeah, it's just mad. It's, yeah, and um, it, you could just have a couple of lines of dialogue where they go, "Ooh, do you remember them?" So Jorel was out jailer. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember us? Just really camp, just looking, just going, "Ah, oh, yeah. yeah," and it's like that's it. But, um, but the, when you get to the Paris stuff, oh, can we just talk about right? So basically, after that, after the titles have gone on for fucking ever, um, and you see. Christopher Reeve as Clark coming into the Daily Planet, and oh, yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that bit where he's like, even the bit with the hat where he just throws it really kind of like, um, I'm cool. Hmm. And what I guess what the what would have happened is he threw the hat anyway to land. He, so he, if you've not seen this bit, he's taking his hat off as he walks in, talking to somebody, throws it at a hat stand, hmm. and it lands on the hat stand perfectly. perfectly. Hmm. Right, right. Now, a lesser person would have gone, oh, he'll throw it and he'll miss. 
But I think, but what happens is it lands on it. He talks to the woman for a second and then looks at the hat stand as if to say, that shouldn't happen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. almost like he's kind of, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I'm not cool. And I just love it. And all the sort of little bits of business he's doing, um, trying to talk to people and they've no time for him because he's such a clutch. And um, he's brilliant. Oh. But the, the bit where... <laughs> this is a bit, he goes in to talk to Perry White. And Perry's guy. I love this um, scene. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he goes. No, this is in Paris. And Jimmy goes. Uh, Paris is in France. He goes. He goes to Paris. And I just thought that's for Americans. That's just for Americans. Yeah, and then he goes. I, I think Kent knows that Jimmy. And then he goes. You do yeah, know yeah. that, don't you? And he goes. Yes, of course I do. Yes, of course I do. I'm not a fucking cunt from the Midwest. And then they all just stare at the screen for five minutes. But um, it's. Um, but he goes. There's terror. He goes. There's a line where he says, um, they've got a hydrogen bomb that could level Paris. And he goes, that's terrible. He goes, that's why they call them terrorists. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around to, oh, to Jimmy Olsen and he says, go and get me everything, go and find me everything you can on terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, all terrorism. Yes, it's, it's the dawn of time. Just go and get me everything. It's it's really funny. And um, he um, he's doing stuff and you're just watching Jackie Cooper and mm-hmm. just kind of, Bouncing around the office using every prop. What like, perfect casting! Absolutely perfect casting. He's Cooper is. Yeah. He's. A, see, the thing about Superman the movie hmm. is that every time someone comes on screen, even if they're not famous, even if they're not sort of Glenn Ford or whatever like hmm. that, you know what I mean? Um, you sort of gasp at how perfectly cast they are. Yeah. So, I mean, even Lana Lang, who hmm. um, wasn't a famous person. Um, you just look at her and you go, oh god, yeah, she's she has every she should be in this film. This is perfect. Everything looks right. Everything's mm. good. And in this, you see, like you kind of like all of those characters. You'd watch them on their own almost. You know what I mean? You just go, they're they're fucking great. He's so good at it. Mm. Um, but when he goes, when Clark leaves, there's there's a few things in this film. People do things that they do because they're in a film and they're a character mm. rather than what a real person would do. Like, um, Clark, he's, he's waffling away to himself, Perry. And in the background, Clark leaves because he's going, oh shit, Lois is in danger in Paris. Um, and then Perry goes, Perry turns around and goes, and the thing is, and a normal person has had every time, has had every chance to leave. There's been plenty of time to just go. Yeah. But Perry White looks like, where the fuck has he gone? Mm. And they're like, no, no, he would have, he just he left. Just, while he he just left while you were talking. You told him to leave. Yeah. You told him to leave. Yeah. And so nothing, nothing but this this first transformation from Clark Kent to Superman, right? Is mm. I remember seeing it. I honestly, it must have been in a trailer, or it must have been. Yeah. It was definitely in looking. I was going to say like a bit, it was a pullout and looking. You know, I had it on my wall. Me too. Yeah, there you go. And it's the sort of it's the sort of staggered. He's he runs as Clark pulls yeah. open the shirt, and then it's sort of his clothes just sort of fade off him. And he's transitions into Superman. The thing that he's never done in the comics, um, but I don't give a shit. This is a film. We've already established it in the first one he can do that because he drops the window in the end of the first one and clothes disappear. So it's fine. Yeah, he sort of falls down in the first one and he's mm. falling. And at one point, it's at the top of him, Superman, like, you know, his yeah. blue top and cape. And <laughs> he's got trousers and shoes on. <laughs> and, um, and it all just vanishes slowly. Should have stayed with that, but, though. That would have been a really good look. Would be great yeah. and super and all stuff from the bottom down and man, um, <laughs> but it's uh, but the, the whole thing, the whole thing with the Paris stuff is is just 
it's brilliant. It's just really, really exciting. And I like even now watching it, I just I'm really, really loving this. Like I was really enjoying it and I like Lois doing stupid things to get into um if Superman didn't exist in this world, Lois Lane would be dead mm. fifteen times over, wouldn't she? Yeah. She just does nonsense stuff. Like yeah. um you know, you go why is she doing that? Because she's a reporter. A reporter wouldn't do that. A reporter wouldn't climb onto a lift and has a bomb in it. You know, it's that's not reporting, that's put just putting yourself in peril. But um Great reporter, gives, though, because <laughs> yeah, the guy goes, oh, uh, uh, hydrogen bomb. And she goes, a hydrogen bomb? That could blow up all of Paris. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I know again, this is for the audience at home, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But it's like, just see all of the police and soldiers we've got here. And she's like, yeah, I know what you're going to say. It's because it could blow up all of Paris. Hmm. So take yourself off. But when she, what I love is when she goes up to a, a, a guy, a policeman who's just guarding steps <laughs> yeah. to get onto the Eiffel Tower. And she goes, the st- you see, you see in the book? And he gives her like the English, French English dictionary. And he just starts reading it like it's really fascinating. Mm. And she just fucking runs off upstairs. It's brilliant. It's nonsense. It's absolute bollocks. Mm. But it's, um, but I just, I still love it. And I also love the fact that one of the, one of the terrorists is pie in the sky. Yeah. Richard, Richard Griffiths. Griffiths. And you can tell it's a Richard Lester film because they're all doing that weird thing where they just talk constantly. Yeah, every yeah, Richard Lester film, he's like, make sure you all talk over each other all the time, like people don't. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, um, the bomb is not control of me. I am in control of the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, saying things that are just like fucking people wouldn't say. It's it's but it's it's all brilliant it, as a big hmm. pie made out of all these weird ingredients. So far, it's really really good. Yeah, and you know him, Superman coming in grabbing her and it's like, although there's a bit of a kind of you know this is meant to be i don't know what the time difference between this and superman the movie is because in um as it would have been hmm. uh, the nuclear bomb at the end of superman one that he um gets rid of is flown into space yeah explodes in space frees those criminals yes and so superman one ends but these lads are on the way it's all going to kick off in the next matter of days hmm. um or hours um, but when Superman catches Lois when she's falling on the elevator, they kind of have a, they have a sort of a bit of a chat as if they've been this has been going on forever. You know, they know each other really well, mm. and um, you know she's like, oh, "Here we go again." He's like, "You're all right. How's it going?" And so you don't get the impression they've only known each other a week or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Does yeah, makes sense. And also, um, also, I need to take a point here because the, the phantom. Yeah. What's the point of having the Phantom Zone? go through space towards populated planets it's like putting the world's worst paedophiles in a minibus that just goes around the ring road and occasionally goes yeah. past a school <laughs> it's like, you'd think you'd build something in that if it was going towards anything that had technology or something yeah. it would sort of ping off in the they just, they just go to the depths of space where there's no planets around and they just sort of stay there going in a cycle yeah it's twirling it could just twirl in the just state. twirl yeah yeah Exactly. Or go to the planet where Peter O'Toole is in Supergirl. Yeah. That's is that meant to be the Phantom Zone? As yeah, well? yeah. Oh, okay. Or send them to a planet full of bigger pedophiles oh, who God. like smaller pedophiles. Oh, that's no. the that's the I'd watch that over mm-hmm. Superman four. Um <laughs> but it's um it's yeah, they, they and also quite primitive technology maybe compared to Krypton. So like they get like a thing like a nuclear bomb, I imagine on Krypton is basically it doesn't mean much. So no, it's um yeah. So that just that just frees them all uh, and, and they come 
and yeah, bad. I mean, bad for Superman and his pals. Not as bad for me when because I remember seeing the, the clip, the, the the bit that we're at now, where the, um, the three villains have been released by mm. Superman, throwing a bomb into space and explodes, um, freeing them from their prison. Um, they then fly to the moon and yes. attack uh, a multinational space thing to the moon. There's a Russian, there's an American. Another uh, comedian's died, though, sadly, hasn't he? Like, he? He had that joke about him and Boris getting engaged. Sadly, even Shane Rimmer didn't get it. Yeah, like, I know. That's that was... why I'm up on the fucking moon, isn't it? Yeah, and it was, yeah, it's just, it was the whole joke was we're gay now. Mm, yeah, and he goes, oh, I got a feeling about you too. And he's like, No, 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 we're not really. We're not really Don't gay. tell anyone that. Don't be it was a joke. If I get if I get back and people are talking about, I shouldn't have said anything. I, I wish I'd have just not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on the fucking about, moon. Have you fucked Boris? No, I haven't. No. The joke is, no, I'm just saying, I'm bored. It's a joke. Bored but... enough to fuck a man. Well, yeah, maybe. You know, but it's um, not that's, <laughs> that's not that's not gay, but. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realise you were gay? I was really bored. Yeah, I was really bored. To my friend Mike. <laughs> we went to the mountain. Um, <laughs> well, I just kicked something over. Um, but um, yeah, the, he makes that joke, which even at the time is vaguely. Is it homophobic? It is, is a little bit, yeah, especially with the reaction. Yeah. John yeah, Ratzenberger comes in, doesn't yeah. he? And he's like, oh, what a pair of bummers. And can't say that, John. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just improv. Should we go again? <laughs> like... okay. I'll, I'll John, tell you what. You come in, just do I'll just sit here and say nothing. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. But it's, um, this is when John Rassenberger uh, was living in London, wasn't it? Because he's in this, he's in Superman, and he's in The Empire Strikes Back. Is John Ratzenberger in, Amer- in American Werewolf of London? No. 
No, okay. Um, but he is in Empire Strikes Back. He plays yeah. um, a rebel fighter, doesn't he? He does. Or a gunner or something. Yeah. And does he die? In Empire uh, Back? I don't think so, unless it's like a heart attack off screen. Yeah. Yeah, at a, at a ripe old age. But, um, the, um, then he gets eaten by a, a wampa. Oh. Maybe he does. And the wampas, the big thing, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then the big things on... Because um, there were deleted oh, scenes where the wampas we... were getting in the base, weren't they? So maybe he got eaten by one of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So he was he was cleaning up back in the 1970s. <laughs> C-3PO opens this door and um, he's being, <laughs> being mouth-fucked by a wampa. Is that just these deleted scenes where basically yeah. the deleted scenes in Empire Strikes Back it's just everybody being made fucked by a wampa <laughs> and it's just the director going you know for the rest of the movie they look really really distressed and their mouths are massive it's because we have these things happen but the George insisted we cut them so like when when um, when Princess Leah says I love you and Han Solo goes my mouth really hurts can you get my mum that's because those scenes happen, but we chopped them out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Luke, I am your father. My mate's really sore. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just having a sore mouth. It's terrible because Burger um, King did tie in Wampa meals, and obviously they had yeah. to withdraw them. Pardon the pun. They did, they did, because one of the toys was a Wampa just lying back smoking a cigarette with a really big smile on his face. <laughs> and that scene we'd shot. But they cut it again. So you well, know. that's why that one was so angry when Luke attacks it because that was his wanking arm. Just <laughs> <laughs> holding the back of your head arm. <laughs> now everyone's going to have a side parting. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the, the so that's how John Attenberger did or didn't die. He did in Empire Strikes yeah. Back. But um, but he yeah he's in. He, he's he's he he doesn't look like Chad Rattenberger. It's, it's only when he speaks you're gonna go, oh, that's yeah. Rattenberger. and then you peer at him and you go, oh, he's got a little beard there. A little beard. But um, yeah, but Shane Rimmer, Shane Rimmer was the voice of Captain Scarlet, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I think. Or so. one of those lads. One of the lads. He was the voice of Dick Spanner. Was he? Yeah, but I think okay. I, I'm, I'm right in saying this. I think he's in a he's in a Bond. He's in a he's in Superman. He's in. Batman Begins. Star Wars, is he? Is he in Star Wars? He is, isn't he? I think he's, I can't in, remember. I think he's in a Star Wars. He's Jabba the Hutt. Is he in Batman Begins? Yeah, he's uh, the guy controlling Wayne Tower at the end when it's the train's heading towards it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of a cool crap. I'd oh. like to have done everything he's done. That's good. Yeah, um, great career. Yeah. Brilliant career. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly sure he was the voice of one of the... Maybe a Thunderbird. Right. Thunderbirds, it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's, uh, but yeah, fucking good on you, Shane. Yeah. Um, so they're there and they're chatting to these lads on the moon who are bored, stupid. Um, I love the guy who says I'm, uh, me and Boris are engaged. I just like his face. He's got he nice blonde hair like, as well. Yeah. Hmm. He's, got, he's got some highlights, but if he's been on the moon that long, there's a proper, there is a salon up there. Um, and <laughs> they turn up, the three, the three villains turn up. Yeah. And, and this is where you get that baffling line, sorry, where he says, I saw yeah. it looked like a girl. And he goes, did he say girl? And he goes, I thought he said curl. Curl. And, yeah, and then Josh Rackham from Rassman goes, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he goes, it's a it's a kind of a curl, you know, on a comet. And he goes, 
No, he said Gargi. I said Gargi. Jesus. What is wrong with you today? Get the wamper fucking spunk out of your ears. <laughs> if, you know, it's... Because it, the thing is as well, though, there's a bit... There's a bit it's, it's mission control, you know, on Earth. Hmm. And they're all just like, ugh. That's kind of their general attitude. Yeah. There's a real malaise to it. They're all like, oh, God. It's like, you go, you're talking to somebody on the moon. Hmm. You know, help them out. They've all been doing heroin all night. <laughs> <laughs> just, we're going to take off now. We're going to go after the rocket. Will you promise us not to do heroin? Oh, oh God, we promise. Right. Second, the rockets in space. They're just fucking tapping Just one around. will be all right, will it? But it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So he rolled a barrel of heroin. But, um, Rimmer so he can only get it in his knob because he's got it all over his arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> that scene's just him in his pants and a vest. And he's all shat himself. Just a cigarette hanging out his mouth, and just crusty old fucking scab wounds all over his legs. And all the computers are gone because they sold them all to get their scag. They come back from the moon, and NASA's just completely empty of technology because they're all crippling heroin addicts. (laughs) They're all just sitting around bins to keep warm, just on fire. Guys, yeah, no, it's just we've had a right part. <laughs> General arrives in, got a couple more Oh shit, they're back! <laughs> Do you think they're lending us any money? Yeah. Listen, I can get you some trainers. If you just give me fifty quid, I'll be back in five minutes. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> just runs off. Shane River in his pants, <laughs> his chissy pants, dirty old vest, just running off fifty quid. <laughs> And everyone just like with red rings around their eyes, itching, waiting for him to come back. He's not coming back, is he? It's just really, it's just, where's those trainers? Oh, he's going a bit, all right. It's just, yeah. That's... <laughs> anyway, that doesn't happen. Post-credit sequence. Post-credit sequence, just Shane, just lying there. It's a train spot. He just fucking didn't need in his arm. Dead in an alleyway, yeah. Yeah, but with a massive grin on his face. Just... <laughs> You know, just in an alleyway while the Battle of Metropolis is going on around him. People are just getting by. His corpse just starts drifting down the road under the wind. Yeah, just Ursa blowing his corpse at people. <laughs> He's shit going everywhere. <laughs> that guy eating ice cream gets it in his face. He just lands on the man he's blown over in the phone booth. Arse first. It's in his mouth. <laughs> So, we're going to have a script meeting. Is everything all right? There's some notes. There's some notes. But it's just, is it about Shane? It's mainly about Shane's character. First of all, he's in it too much. <laughs> I mean, Superman is, Superman is only in one scene. And that's him. Point, <laughs> he points and says, is that Shane Rimmer? And he flies off. It's just, it's just him talking. And Shane Rimmer's fucking arrested flying above him. And go, fuck it. And flies off to find another planet to live on. You know. Oh, dear. God Almighty! <laughs> but um, <laughs> Shane, Shane Rimmer, not not in this film, obviously. But no, in real he life, sadly Shane passed Rimmer, away. Has he gone? Oh, <laughs> Harry will do that to you. Yeah, but you know, it's um, but <laughs> Shane Rimmer and mm. this other man, whether it's terrible or not, look completely just fucking interested in anything that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so when he says "girl," he's like, "What?" Um, but then. I remember, I remember when I was a child, Blue mm. Peter showed this clip on, on Blue Peter. Mm. And um, it's the bit where Ursa's walking across towards the um, mm. lad. 
and she's been, oh my god, she's so fucking sexy. Mm. And she goes, what is that? She was, do you know what she was dubbed as well? Did you see that? Um, no. Was, I'm going to possibly broke now, so if this comes through, I'm sorry, but um, she was dubbed. In the, in the Leicester version, she's dubbed by an actress called Annie Ross, mm. goes on to play uh, Ross Webster's Oh, yes, yeah, sister. sister, yeah. In Superman 3. Um, and in the Donna version, it's uh, Sarah Douglas's real voice. Now, mm. I don't know in the one that I watched. I don't know if it was, if it's, it would be a bit discombobulating. I didn't think, I don't think I noticed, but like basically, um, her voice didn't seem to change from scene to scene in this. Um, you know, so I think she's, it's either Andy Ross or her speaking. I don't know, but, mm. um, but she's very sexy. She comes up and she goes, so I can't remember what she says, but to it, she's like, she wants his badge. She's got an insignia on his thing. Yeah, she collects she badges in this, doesn't she? <laughs> like a fucking, hmm. yeah, it's, it's just something to do, isn't it? You can imagine, like, what's her thing? It's because I think Ursa, there was a thing, wasn't there a thing? Was there a line in one of the films? Was it Superman the movie where um, there's a line about her being cruel to children or something? Yeah, her cruelty and devotion to her general and all that business, yeah. Mm. And it's, but even though it's, I'm going to open a bottle of fizzy water now, so sorry if this comes through, Mm. but um, it's um, she, it's something about kids. So I got the impression that maybe she murdered kids or something and. or we don't know. Do we get the impression that General Zod staged the rebellion, which was quelled? Yes. And, um, insurrection. Yes. Insurrection, hmm. which is a which is a crime. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, but um, but in the beginning of Superman, yeah, the one, the one we just talked about. It's like you broke that crystal. Can you get another one? Yeah, easily. But you're going to go to prison for it, you know. And um, it, it just didn't. Anyway, so she pulls off his um, insignia. And he dies, mm. and then they kill all the lads at the moon, um, and the bastards. And then they they head off to Earth, don't they? That's what they, they, they talk yeah, about. Yeah, they, oh, they they think it's called Planet Houston. Planet Houston, yeah, because they're trying to get through. <coughs> this bit just you know it upset me a bit as a kid the way they kill those astronauts, especially the one who goes all yeah, fat I mean, and then he kicks him into space. <laughs> he kicks him up into space, but he's still on the. Um, He's still on the air supply. Oh, yes, and, and then she pulls then it out of him. Wheels that off. Yeah, so you get the impression he's just suffocating as he disappears off into space. It's quite disturbing. Oh, they're friends. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not nice. And they, they, um, they, I think they're, I, I, I remember at the time thinking non was a bit of a non entity. Hmm. Um, I didn't, he's not necessary in that. You go. No. He's the muscle. They go. They're all the muscle. You know. There's. There's. Like. There's a bit later on where they arrive at the Daily Planet and Non kicks the shit out of everywhere. He's like walking through, smashing down doors and mm. things like that. You go. Ursa could do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's no reason any of them couldn't do it. But um. But we'll get to their. We'll get to their. Um. We'll get to their. I don't know. The, the way their powers wax and wane depending on what's happening in the script. Yes. Yes. And again, I think that comes because... from the inconsistency of who's manning the ship at the time. Yeah. Well, I get. I don't know who. So basically, I don't know if we're jumping too far ahead, but they're they they are on Earth and they're kind of walking through the countryside and um, they are going, "Ooh, this is Houston, planet who's all this kind of bullshit." And then um, Ursa picks up a snake. Yes. And she goes, "Oh, this is a weird thing," you know. And it's a, and then it bites her, but she reacts like it hurt, hmm. and throw, she goes, "Ah!" and throws it on the ground and lasers it with her eyes and it burns. But that wouldn't, she wouldn't feel that. 
No. That'd be like that'd be like me picking up a cat and its tail wagging against me. Mm. You know. And then be setting fire to it. Which I would do. Yeah. But not because it had hurt me, just because I'm ill. Um and it's um yeah, it's really it's really it's it's odd. There's there's bits and things like there's a bit where um later on Superman they throw a they throw a um they throw a that's not a bin lid, it's a manhole cover. Yes. And um it hits him and I just thought surely that would just bounce off him. Yeah. But he gets knocked fucking six away from shit. But um so but yeah, so they're on Earth and have we left forward? Has other things occurred in so- oh yeah. has Superman well, no, we go Basically. to Lex Luthor and Otis in prison. Lex, yeah, Lex Luthor and Otis. Now, mm. I love because I love. Um, and again, there's an awful lot of things that happen in this film that, as a child, you don't really notice, mm. but as an adult, you go, "Oh, that's a bit of a that's standard that Lex sort of thumb." So, um, Lex Luthor and Otis are in prison where we left them at the end of Superman One, mm-hmm. and they're doing their thing, and. Um, I love Ned Beatty. I think he's brilliant yes. in everything. But um, he gets left behind in the prison hmm. because he's too heavy to get onto the hot air balloon that yeah. this test mark has brought up. And so Lex Luthor being a prick, uh, just goes, right, well, fuck you, bye. And they, they head off without him. And you go, oh, I loved him. That's sad. We won't see any more of him. He's gone. But at least there's a reason for him not being there. Like Later on, this test marker just vanishes. Vanishes, yeah. Like, there's no, and there's not, there's not even a line to explain that... Um, I'd have right. This is going too far ahead, but there's a bit where um, Lex Luthor turns up the Daily Planet to talk to the three Kryptonian supervillains, hmm. and um, one of them could have said, oh, "Perry White or Lois Lane or somebody could have said, um, are you on your, you're on your own.'" And he could have said something like, "Yeah, even this is too big for or something." You know what I mean? It's hmm. like Mr. Tesmarco went, oh, "Bollocks! I'm not going to meet aliens. Fuck that, mate. Hmm. I'm all right with robbing banks." But um, so anyway. But we have Lex Luthor and Otis escape using a projector, I suppose, in that um, hologram. Also, fun game you can play at home is that any time Gene Hackman's in it, it's it's been directed by Donna because he refused to come back. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And you can and tell because the, something... everything looks nicer because Jeffrey Unsworth photographed it, so it looks like the first film, whereas all the Lester stuff looks quite flat and like a TV yeah, movie. Yeah, and I read the thing today... Well, the thing today where he said, I want it to look like a comic book panel. Mm. And you go, mate, it's a film. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, just, just you work within the medium you're working with it and you'll be fine. It's, um, so, yeah, because he, excuse me, <clears throat> he, um, it does look great. I read this thing as well about when you see Lex Luthor in scenes directed by Lester, it's a body double and somebody wearing, like, Doing a terrible impression of him. Yeah, and it's awful. There's even a line where there's a, a sleigh going across. Yeah. Um, terrible. And it's huge exposition for 10 seconds. And you go, oh God, this is. And it know, sounds nothing like Gene Hackman as well. No, it's like somebody just got. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay. South, right, Mr. Smacker, South. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's awful. It's awful. So he escapes with her. Now, again. Miss Tessmarker, Valerie, Valerie Kareem, mm. is somebody who played a very large part in my young life. Oh, um, yeah, this in the Cannibal Run. Is she in Cannibal Run? She... She's the one. Do you know? Do you know that? Do you know the two ladies in Cannibal Run who, when they get pulled over, they always pull down their zips to show their breasts. 
And I, I, I think they do it once to a male cop, and he's like, oh, there's no point punishing you young ladies, you go ahead. And then the, the, when they do it another time, Valerie Perrine leans in, and her chest is also exposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. She was just, I mean, very 70s, good-looking, mm. as is Sarah Dover. Oh, God, we haven't even gotten to fucking the disgusting Lois Lane. It's just, just <laughs> it's the bit where Lois... It's horrible, 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 horrible. And it's like this when Clark and Lois are first at the Daily Planet together oh, and yeah. they're chatting away. Um, she's walking around with a flag hanging out of her mouth with mm. like an inch of ash dangling off the end of it, which yeah. is just disgusting. It's like some more, it's like, it's like, it's a bit dot com. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you're just going, oh God. And she's, um, and the joke is she is juicing oranges because she's going, uh, oh, you need all of this vitamin C in your day, and then you'll never mm. get sick while she's smoking. But it's—I mean, you just wouldn't get it now. And, but apparently, Marlboro paid something like thirty grand. Well, I'm not surprised. There's a big truck of it later, isn't there? There is a big truck in it later, mm. which wouldn't exist in real life because um, they don't—they don't say, "Oh, this truck's full of cigarettes," because obviously, cigarette smuggling is a huge business. Mm. So they just—they go into unmarked trucks. But um, the. Uh, but yeah, he gets thrown through a marble truck. And I imagine Coca-Cola must have given them some money yeah, as well. Yeah, loads of um, Coke in this. But, um, yeah. Um, so she's smoking away, having a lovely time. And um, she smokes a lot in this film. Mm. She's like, um, there's a bit towards the end where the, just before the villains turn up, she's just smoking in Perry's office. But I mean, that would probably be like pissing into the sea because he's smoking cigars all the time. So yeah. Also, her, hair, um, her haircut changes a lot in this because I think in the Donna one, she's got like a fringe and in the Leicester one, she hasn't. Oh, she's got longer hair. Hmm. The Leicester one. Because hmm. I guess there must... How long is it? There must be like six months. Or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's... it was what, shot in 78, and then they came back and did it in 79. So it could have been a year. Yeah, it Between could have been. sort of doing... Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, kind of, they're sent off to um, to Niagara Falls to investigate that honeymoon right. this, scam. This is my problem, is that they're both supposed to be... At the beginning of the film, he sends Lois Lane yeah. to cover terrorism, and then he's sending her... Yeah, and the world-changing her... events. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, if Paris is levelled by terrorists, that's that's nine eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one's, no one's going to be... Yeah, I know exactly where you're going with this. Go on. Yeah, and you, you can carry an act of terrorism, and then you're sent to do a honeymoon scam. Yeah, just feels a bit. It's like sending Michael Burke to do like some bloke complaining about his pavement having a crack in it. <laughs> Michael Burke would make that so devastatingly sad. And it was at seven Gildor. o'clock on the Sunday that he realised the pavement did have a crack in it. Yeah, mm. Bob Geldof would just be watching that going for a fork's sake, yeah. and he'd get everybody together and they'd release a song and they'd get that man's pavement fixed. Pave aid. Pave aid. Send us the money now. Give us your fucking money. This guy needs 92 quid to get that back. It's like, Bob, he's 95 million. All of Great Britain just has beautiful pavements. Thanks to Bob Gildon. But he's, um, but yeah, he sends them off on this nothing assignment. Mm. A thing that if you came across in the paper, you just flick past it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it, it, it's like, oh, some honeymooners in Niagara Falls are being ripped off by hotels. It's like, I imagine they are, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, have you been to go, London lately? <laughs> yeah. Where are we going after this? Oh, we're going to go and stay in an Ibis in Glasgow. Apparently, when there's a gig on, it's twice the price. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> anyway, so they go to this. They go to Niagara Falls, but God knows why. I mean, I know why they did it in the story, but I mean, is it just? 
did they go to Niagara Falls itself? Yeah, or, yeah. They did, yeah. Okay. Um, and so they I'm go guessing there. they stayed on the Canadian side because it's probably cheaper. Probably cheaper, mm. yeah, to shoot and everything. Yeah, yeah tax and stuff. But um, mm. yes, so they go there and... Anthony they, shares the bellboy. Yeah, who I think is dubbed. Oh, is he? I think he is. It, or he, or he, he did ADR on his lines because whatever he's, that's not. It, watch it again after this. It's just, it, it, and it's a, it's a very odd character him mm. because he he brings them into their room and he's kind of going, and here's the bed where you're gonna fuck later on, mm-hmm. I imagine, and then there's the fireplace in front of which I imagine you'll fuck. You know, it's like it's all this, and it's like, all right, God, yeah, they're on the honeymoon. It's like. Will he be taking it in the ass or the mouth? And he's going to, you know, just chewing gum, walking around, just basically sort of getting himself a bit greasy, greasy about these two. And you just think, how many times a day does he bring people to their room? It must be, it's a honeymoon resort. He must be just gone. It must be, he must be in hog heaven. He probably does a freak. Oh, yeah. He's probably, just so excited. Probably got a little hole in the wall he can look in. Yeah. Just flip her over this way. <laughs> They don't help themselves. Though. They come in as Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, yeah. Because he goes, Mr. Just, and Mrs. You know, Smith. Yeah, like he doesn't believe they're married. And it's weird because even back then, even in, I guess, filmed in 1979, released in 80, mm. even back then, nobody gave a fuck. No, of course whether not. Whether somebody was married, you know, if they were all banging. It's like, you know, fine. But um, so he's there. He's He's an irritating and uh, off they go. What does he do? His first Superman thing that does she do? There's a lot of those lines. Quite, I mean, as a part, you know, we're talking about if you met Clark Kent, Christopher Reeves, Clark Kent, in a mm. bunch of people, and his friend of a friend, mm. you'd warn him. He's a nice bloke. He's all right. You know, um, if you met Lois Lane, you'd be like, I oh, just don't fucking touch me so much. All right, leave my face alone. Mm. Because she goes, oh, this is like a thing on your glasses, and she pulls his glasses off. Yeah, and starts cleaning them, and like I. I wear lenses, but if I have my glasses on, then somebody took them off my face. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, so, but he doesn't because he's nice. But in, and even then, it, when, he's, when she takes his glasses off, he sort of goes, huh, and becomes supermanly for a second. It's like mm. he stands a bit taller, kind mm. of thing. And then she clocked it. He whacks them back on, and she's like, ooh. But is that what makes her go? No, she dismisses it. She, she kind of goes, eh. Yeah, it's only when he, he Superman saves that boy, and she's like, "Oh, why was he in Niagara Falls? Clark's in Niagara Falls, and that's, that's when she... the thing." But I think that's sort of yeah, it's more like it kind of it's a bit more earned then when mm. she goes, "Oh, Clark's in Niagara," because she sort of had a bit. Of... But she does she does look him directly in the face mm. when he's got no glasses on, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> just you look like Superman, exactly like him, but you can't be because you've got glasses on." But um, but I know, that, like I mean, fucking hell, this has been discussed. Ever and ever. Um, then we have them. We have. We then have them in Niagara Falls itself, walking around, having a nice time. And there's that again. This is sort of. I wonder if people used to do this in movies back then a lot. Like, I mean, they behave in in unrealistic ways for the sake of the story. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas yeah. now it's like um, they go, "Oh, um, Batman jumps off the building to kind of do that." And he goes, "But why would Batman do that when he's got?" You know what I mean? It's like. Mm. In this thing, just walked away. And so you've got this little boy who was on the wrong side of the railings, just kind of grabbing the railing, letting go, grabbing the railing. And it's all very low. Oh, Jesus, it could fall at any second. And Clark and Lois are talking. And she's sort of saying something about 
suspicion things, isn't she? And then he goes, oh, son, son, and he runs off to kind of get the kids and stop doing it. And yeah. so shuts her down a bit. Um, and the, the, the boy's mum comes over, and I don't know if all mums back then were absolute bitches, mm. but she comes over and just goes, ah, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. Instead of slapping him. Mm. And um, rather than going, listen, what you're doing is incredibly dangerous, mm. and I should be keeping an eye on you. And do you know what we're going to go? We're going to go. You're not to be trusted, and you're going to fall to your death. We're going to leave. But she doesn't. She just turns his back again, her back again, and the little boy falls over Niagara Falls. Superman saves him. And what is the indifference of it as well? He goes to her mum, look at this, and she, she's not even looking. She goes, uh huh, that's great. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And um, she, he falls to his, he falls to his death for ages and ages and ages and ages and ages. So far, yeah. It's a long time, isn't it? Mm. It's like, I mean, I don't know how tall Niagara Falls is, but it's not, but I know how gravity works. Yeah. And he, he'd be dead by then. Oh, like, yeah. Clark's not even reached the hot dog stand. Mm. He's gone off to get hot dogs and orange juice and mm. everything. And um, she, yeah, he catches, anyway, saves the kid, lands <clears throat> yeah. with him. Everybody's delighted. Mm. The mum immediately starts hitting him again because he's a barrister. And then um, what I love as well is an alien has saved a boy who's fallen to his certain doom hmm. and landed and as soon as he's landed and handed him over to the mum everybody just disperses yeah nothing to see here it's hmm. like well that's that you know what i mean no but you know that alien that's been on the earth for about a month and all the stuff at nuclear bombs and stuff yeah he's here now he's right in front of you it's like yeah but there's a fucking there's a waltz in the corner we go on that you know what i mean and um and then lois is like oh you didn't give a fuck about me and that's when she sort of gets her suspicion oh yeah that, she uh, goes superman oh it's only me oh didn't even yeah, know yeah, and you're like, get over yourself, love. Yeah, exactly. That kid nearly dies. But um, so then they do. She jumps into the water. Um, again, again, something that I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it, there's a lot of decisions being made here by people that I just don't buy. She, she, to prove that he's Superman, she flings herself over the railing. Well, she says as well, either I'm wrong or you're gonna. She says, if I'm wrong, you've earned yourself one hell of a story. What fucking idiot jumps in river? <laughs> Harry, clear the front page. <laughs> <laughs> what a scoop. Well, yeah, just, just her picture and fucking cunt written next to it.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.